It's me, Roz. I'm joined today by River Butcher, a hilarious comedian that I have been a fan of for years. And we're going to get into it in just a moment. I'll make it just just, just a brief little intro today. Um, there's a video version of this episode that you can find in the link in the show notes and on social media and on YouTube and all that stuff. So please go check out the video version. And on Patreon this week, I've got a bonus clip with River talking about an eBay haunted doll. And um, there'll be an episode of me looking up paranormal stuff on Patreon this week and a video of me talking about some stuff this week. So check that out. All of that info is in the description of this episode. Anyway, here we go. Me and River Butcher talking about the paranormal. On with the show. I'm joined by River Butcher. Hello. Oh, my God. Hello. How are you? I'm good, Roz. How are you doing today? So good. We were yeah. just talking about Teal Swan. Oh, my God. We our, really were. Our fascination of cult leaders and psychics and... Yeah, we were really going down our own rabbit hole of our own experiences, going down rabbit holes <laughs> exactly. over cults and things. But you've never been to a psychic, which I want to, uh, right off the bat, psychics and cults are different Very things. Very different things. Very different things. Lots of overlap, but two different things. Kind of like, like squares sl- and rectangles. Because you were somebody that had told me about, what's it called, the deep end. Yeah, yeah. I made a joke about it on a show that we were on together. But it, which in my mind, you were speaking to me. Of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to remind people I am working. <laughs> yes. Uh, we were doing a show. We were both booked we were on a show. So- we were on the poster the and everything. Yeah. And um, you talked about Teal Swan. I did. And I was like, I got to figure out who this is. Mm-hmm. And and she's a little psychic. Yeah, she claims to be. She claims to be, but yeah. she's also a cult leader. <laughs> Yo, f- hardcore. She, and she says she's not a cult leader because she was... Formerly in a cult, so how could she possibly be a cult leader? Which is That's like how that works. the most flawed logic I've ever heard in my life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sh- so like sure about that. Saying I'm queer, how could I possibly be a bad person? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't. Those two things are not. You can't. That doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm cl- queer and I'm a bad person. Me too. You've never been to a psychic? No, I haven't. Why? Uh, I, yeah, that's a great question. I do think I had a lot of uh, like fear of them mm-hmm. uh, from childhood or whatever because I went uh, to Catholic schools. Me too. I'm not Catholic, but uh, mm. are you Catholic? I mean, technically, I I'm mean, Catholic. But I was I'm not raised really Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, like your family's Catholic. Yeah, yeah. Like but my, yours my not. family is not Catholic. Okay, but did they? All. Did you have to do like sacraments or stuff like that? Going well, to the school? No, because the school that I, the first school that I went to that was a Catholic school, uh, was I used to know the word for this, but they didn't have a, it was non parochial. It was just okay. a standalone. It was like a nun's school. It had a convent. It was <gasps> Dominican nuns. I'm obsessed with nuns. I mean, yeah, me too. <laughs> My first crush was uh, 
in Madeline, you know, the, I used to know her name, but I don't remember now. <laughs> right. Love a, a woman in uniform, you know. Um, Madeline, Sister Act. That's right. The yeah. Nun. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Back. I think they pitched that one first, and then they worked backwards. It's a perfect name. It's a perfect name. And it has Lauren Hill. That's right. So, okay, so you never went yes, second. so I never went. But, so you weren't Catholic, but you think the Catholic school, they... They scared oh, yeah. the, the, the demons out of you? A hundred percent. I don't know if this was your experience in Catholic school, but it's like I was given the long list of bad things uh-huh. and not given the very short list of here's how to be a kind person. You know mm. what I mean? Like as an adult now, you look. I look back and I see things like love thy neighbor as thyself. Like this is this is not the – it was like don't do that. Don't do that, and don't do that. Don't be this. Don't do that. Don't do that. You know, it's like anything fun. Anything fun. Anything like human. You know, like, but not a lot of emphasis on caring for other people. You know, (laughs) trying to be you know kind and open and all accepting and tolerant and all those things. But when we talk about the paranormal, yes. Well, I always talk about the Catholic religion. In my opinion, is the most paranormal oh, 100%. of any of them. Spooky ooky. Totally. Like someone was just talking about There's witches. There's a guy in this bread. <laughs> to, to start with, yeah. yeah. I mean, these people, or somebody was recently telling me about um, witches being paranormal, and I was like, sure, maybe, mm-hmm. but to me, like, Catholic, a Catholic priest and, oh, yeah. and getting the demons and the the turning the blood into water to, to wine or, uh-huh. or w- vice versa transubstantiation and all that stuff you know what's interesting is uh, have you ever read uh, transgender warriors by leslie feinberg no i haven't I think it came out in 96 or something i've been slowly working my way through there and uh they posit that like essentially those the catholic church because it is the the church of like the uh crusades and everything borrowed a ton of the sort of pagan i mean i know that this is we've already talked about this but like borrowed all this pagan ritual to pull the pagans away and get them into the church and that's why it's so performance based and like all the so garb and appeal. all of this stuff yes and uh. then say it's bad when they do it but when we do it it's good <laughs> you know that's a lot of that uh-huh a lot of that which is you know like all the witchy stuff you know. It's very witchy. It's very witchy. It's a lot of spell work yeah. going on during a mass. Incense. Incantations. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Sensory. I, I love it as like a performance art Oh, yeah. Piece, as a know? performance art piece, if you can set aside all the rest of it. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so where? how do you feel about ghosts and all this stuff? <laughs> It's a really funny question. Um, it's a I mean, question to me, very normal. Yeah, you ask, I ask it every this, day. Literally. How do you feel about ghosts? No, it's just like a funny question to consider. Like, how do I feel about ghosts? Yeah, um, how do you feel? I mean, I fe- there was a time where I used to be really creeped out by it, and I don't know what that aligns with in my own life. But um, thinking about it in coming on this show, it's like I totally believe in ghosts, a hundred percent. You know, like in varying ways. But when I was a kid, I used to feel like I was talking to my dead relatives that I had never met, you know? What do you mean? I mean, like, at night, I would, like, talk to my great-grandmother that I never knew. (laughs) Like, where did this come from? Was this just something you did on your own? Yeah, I mean, my mom, I mean, I lived in an intergenerational house, so it, it, I guess, made sense to me. There were paintings of 
these great grandmothers and mm -hmm. they were very like integral to her story that she shared, you know, that she was like telling me um, when I was a kid. And so I think that I felt their presence through that. And then just it made sense to be like, yeah, I'll just talk. I mean, I very much had an active like imaginary friend group, you know. Mm. And so to me, when you when I think back on that, I'm like, is it imaginary or is it intuitive? I don't know. And is why why would I dis diminish or dismiss the possibility that I was actually talking to them? Oh, you totally were. I yeah, mean, if you're 100%. talking to them, they might not be talking back. They might not be talking back. Yeah, that's the thing. But still, mm -hmm. or they might be communicating another way. Oh yeah, through other things. Through other things. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so, do you know people that have had stories and you believe like? You know, if they mm -hmm. told me it's real, then it must be real. And mm -hmm. yeah, like, like, do I have friends who have ghost stories? And yeah, something? yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wish I could think of them, any of them specifically right now, but I totally, I don't dismiss anybody's experience. It's your experience, mm -hmm. and if you like in, interpret or feel that way about it, then who am I to say that it's not right? Real. <laughs> what about <laughs> you UFOs? Know? I mean. Again, same thing. I don't know that I've... I've definitely had experiences where I've felt like I've, I've seen one. Really? Where I'm just like, what the hell was that? You know? What was that? Like, just floating things in the sky that are very fast, you know? Not on any substances or anything like that. Just very, right. you know, like, um, totally unexplained and unexplainable. Where? Here? Out here in Ohio, like, all over the place. They're trying to communicate not, with you. Yeah, I think so. But I don't, you know, I can't I can't imagine that we on this tiny little rock are the only, you know, divine beings or the only beings with what we have, you know, like right. the brains that we have and all those things. I do I watched like that I don't know if you've seen that UFO documentary that's like six hours long on I Amazon. think I've seen them all. Well, the power just went out. <laughs> it was creepy. Yeah. It has happened before. Mm -hmm. It's ghosts. Absolutely. Ghosts. It's either ghosts or aliens, one or the other. And who could say that they're not the same thing? <gasps> That's true. You know it's possible. It they is could possible. be or they could be us from the future. That's what I'm saying. This documentary that I was talking about before the aliens pulled the plug right is that you know that that is sort of the i just never thought of aliens in that context before of like oh they're us just very far into the future they're, which is interesting it makes about. sense like, well that makes a lot of sense given well, that we live with animals that were us in the past you know what i mean like that we came from so it makes right. sense that there would be other beings that are us in the future it makes a lot of sense yeah Makes now, if they were to take you up there, would you go? Or would you want to go? Uh, I mean, I'm not big into heights, and I'm definitely scared of space because I'm, I'm only recently back into swimming, and I feel like space <laughs> is just, you know, water even more terrifying. Right. Because there's no air, you know? So I just have, like, th th those would be my fears. Not, I don't think they're going to probe me or anything. Like, they already under, They already know what's going on back there. I never think about aliens floating. Floating? Like, wherever they are. If oh, there's no sure, gravity yeah. up in wherever planet they live on. Yeah, wherever they go to. I never think about that. And, yeah, like, what kind of... There would, I, w I would be scared. Would I try to do it? Probably. 
I don't <laughs> think that they would be. I tend to. Uh, I don't know. I feel like aliens, if they are us in, as future beings, hopefully they would be on a less <laughs> colonialism vibe, and they would be right. like, "Yeah, check out what we've created," as opposed to like, "I'm gonna steal you," right? <laughs> you know, but like, which is a very uh, you know colonialist settler like projection right. that an alien would could only want to hurt you, <laughs> you know, because right. that's like the perpetuation of that. Totally. I think they come in peace. Yeah, absolutely. My thought constantly lately is I know what's happening on this planet, and I don't love it. So yeah. I'll take my chances. I'll go wherever. Yeah. Why not? Would you go to Mars? Like with Elon Musk or yeah, something? Yeah, in that scenario. No. Yeah. I'm not going okay, on cool. a plane or a spaceship or anything with Elon Musk. Yeah, no. With anything that even remotely has to do with Elon Musk no. or some sort of person trying to be like Elon Musk. Like, no, thank you. No, I'm no, like, no, no. all the rich people should just go to Mars. Can I tell you about mm -hmm. something called the Belmez Faces? Oh, yes, please. Have you ever heard of it? No, I haven't. I mean, faces I've heard of, yes, but not the Belmez Faces. These are a very specific kind of face. Uh huh. It's a face that was found in Andalusia. Okay. In Spain. <laughs> It's in um, a city called Belmez de la Moralada. Moraleda. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you more about it later. Um, <laughs> it was in 1971. Okay. There was a woman named Maria Gomez Pereira. And she notices a weird stain on her kitchen floor one day. Mm. Now the stain... It starts to form into a face over time, like uh -huh. over, I think maybe a couple days. I'm not really sure the exact details. Every time you, you look this stuff up, there's like one yeah. source says this. So I'm kind of compiling a bunch of different sure. sources. But essentially, she starts to notice that the stain on the ground is forming a face. Uh-huh. And so she she's like, I got to get the Swiffer wet jet out. Yeah. And yeah. she's scrubbing it. She's uh -huh. doing everything. No, this face is just like. Thanks for the facial. Like, yeah. it's not going anywhere. Uh -huh. So she gets her husband and her son to take a pickaxe to it. And they just tear the face up. They re-cement it. A couple weeks later, guess what? Faces are back. Faces are back. And so is our audio. <laughs> Woo! Uh, so, but this time it's brought its crew. It's like, oh, shit. It's like this family, they, they try to mess with me. Uh -huh. I'm going to get my friends. So now there's a bunch of faces on the floor. Uh-huh. So, word starts traveling around the town. Everyone's coming. They want to see these faces on this lady's floor. They want to see the face floor. <laughs> so The, the floor of many faces. Exactly. <laughs> and the, the police are doing crowd control. There's so many people wow. coming to see the face floor. Wow. I don't think there was much going on in this, this small town. Yeah, I mean, and, it sounds like it. Yeah. If you, A, can be terrified by a stain, and B, all those people show up. Not a lot going in your, on in your town. I'm just glad they didn't let the cops mess with the faces because they probably would have killed those faces. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> these No, these are Spanish cops that are just, like, trying to make sure that people aren't getting in there. I think they didn't want them to destroy the faces. Yeah, yeah. They were like, these like, faces. can make some money on these faces. Exactly. Tourism. Of course, yeah. You know? And so they start having professionals, parapsychologists and stuff mm -hmm. start coming in. They start flying in far and wide. And they're doing all kinds of tests on the floor. And it's leading some of the, Some of them are led to believe that it is a hoax, that this, mm -hmm. this family has somehow figured out a way mm -hmm. to make these faces so that they can charge a fee and 
get people. But I don't know. To me, I'm like, why would they allow professionals to study it if yeah. it was a hoax? So are there photographs of this? Oh, you better believe. Yeah. I got some for you right here. I mean, that that's, but that's the thing, Roz, and this kind of goes back to uh, whom we mentioned at the top. Teal Swan. Teal Swan. Is that, like, the confidence of, I mean, con is short for confidence, you know? like Is that true? Yeah, if you're a con man, you know, to use the gender term, but if you're a con person, uh-huh. con man, you're a confidence man. I never knew that. Yeah. And so you are playing, you, all you have to do is be confident in what it is that you're doing. Well, and also, people will believe it. Yeah, if you're the type of person that... It's half of stand-up comedy, 95% of it. It's a bunch of cons. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Active. But in a, sometimes in a positive way, it's like, oh, I just need to be confident of what I'm saying, and it works. Sure. Yeah. Because, I mean, maybe confidence is concealing... Um, not confident. Be not confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lack of confidence. <laughs> Lack of confidence. <laughs> um, so, okay. This here is, I believe, the first phase right here. That's the first phase. And then it, they notice that the faces are oh, morphing. Multiple. No, no, no. This is the same face. Oh, the same face. The faces. Oh, this is pre pickaxe. Both of these are pre-pickaxe. I think this is post-pickaxe. Post-pickaxe. Something I didn't mention was that the faces they're noticing are changing expressions. Interesting. Not, like, right in front of their face, but they'll come back, and now the face is, like... So we're talking this is, like, a stone floor. Yes. Okay. Interesting. So do you believe this? Well, we'll get to some (laughs) of the reasons why it's sketchy, but let me show you... (laughs) Literally. Um, Here's another one... I mean, this stuff kind of reminds me of. Do you remember when also in Spain there was that older toast? woman that, no, not toast, not the toast. but I love anytime <laughs> Jesus is on toast. Jesus toast. There was that woman that took that Jesus painting, that like old fresco, and oh, she yeah, like re- redid it. That's maybe I the mean, funniest news story. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. You know, it's like ironically also Spanish that I think is maybe the second funniest news What's story of all Spain? time. The S- second funniest news story is Hilaria Baldwin. Like, both of those Ch- yeah. are like the funniest. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hilaria. It really is. Now, look at this. Like, they start having full families. That's the floor? That's the floor. Damn. I mean, I can say. <laughs> so it does seem to me, just like looking at these in context with each other, it does seem like. Saturday afternoon family fun time, you know, arts and like, crafts yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's get out the charcoals. It really does seem let's like get that. Out the vine charcoal. Yeah, exactly. Um, they they were having a good. Maybe they went down to Joanne Fabrics. They bought <laughs> some some Michaels. Um, but okay, so there was um a professor who came from Madrid, and he's doing some research, and he finds that. There was a 17th century governor of Madrid who was born in this town, Belmez, and uh, I actually think it's Belmez. And um, this this old 17th century governor murdered five members of his family in and around this house. So could it be that these are Whoa. the ghosts? That was one theory. Yeah. It was also allegedly discovered that the house was built over an old cemetery. <laughs> Uh-huh. And the floor was dug up, and they found several human skeletons, and Whoa. some of them were as old as the 13th century. Whoa. And reportedly, some of them didn't have heads. Whoa. 
So maybe their heads were showing up on the kitchen floor. Yikes. So, uh, you know, they dug all that up. They replaced the floor. They buried the bodies in a nearby Catholic cemetery. And in April of 1972, once again, the floor is serving face. So they do all these investigations. Like, these people are really in there trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. And if the family's conning, they're like, this is great. Like, they're in the other room just counting their their coins happening what a yeah which i don't know if they were charging an admission fee at this point but um they actually captured one of these investigations they captured some voices they did evp (laughs) electronic Uh voice phenomena recording and um this is actually a real recording of some of the they believe faces speaking (laughs) you ready for this yeah okay Okay, that sounds like a scream. Yeah. So who recorded that? One of these investigators. Like an independent. An actual, like, investigator. But I would also say, and again, at the beginning of this, I said I believe these things, you know? There's also, you know, human error, and an investigator would have an impetus to prove it to be true because then that keeps their business afloat. (laughs) You know? Mm. Like, if you're an investigator who never proves anything happening unless that's your chosen path of like i'm going to disprove all of this that's one way to look at it but i think also paranormal investigators i think in my opinion what they're Mm -hmm. supposed to do is find all the logical explanations for why this isn't paranormal oh sure. and when you can't find it then there you go then there you go so it's one way to look at it but um i don't know that right there that's pretty creepy it's pretty creepy but okay so Another experiment that they do, they the professor puts foil on the floor. He's trying to, you know, avoid any funny business from this family mm-hmm. and their little arts and crafts night. Um, because at this point, people are really suspecting that it's the family. And he actually paid to have a new kitchen made for them so that he could study this kitchen. And <laughs> Like an add-on? I guess so. This <laughs> wow. is what I'm reading online. Wow. Never take facts from me, but this is what sure. I read. Someone else wrote this online a couple of places. And so they make this new kitchen. Guess what happens in the new kitchen? Mm. Honey, call it. Got some more faces. Call it just for laughs, honey, because there's <laughs> new faces. So a writer and paranormal investigator named Jose Martinez Romero shows up and he starts studying it and he notices that the lady of the house maria is if she's not feeling well then the faces are lighter mm. and so he has this theory that when she dies maybe the faces will disappear like it's connected to her emotions mm. because i should also note that she was a self-proclaimed psychic oh of course yeah so you know there are there were theories uh, in the paranormal sense that maybe what she was doing is called thoughtography, which is when you think of something and then it gets burned into a surface. You know that thing that that people do? That thought over there? <laughs> yeah, you know, you have a thought and then all of a sudden it yeah. just burns into it the just, wall. Yeah, sometimes I think of jokes and then it just burns into my wall. And burns. Then I, there goes my deposit. You exactly. Know? <laughs> <laughs> so, Who needs a set list when you can just burn it into just the burn wall? burn it on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I think also knowing that she's a psychic kind of she says she's a psychic. Now sure, I don't yeah. know her abilities. I of course I, I don't know what she was doing with that. But it at least leads you to believe that she's somebody that believes in this stuff. So that yeah. could make you skeptical. Totally. I mean, and then for me, the other possibility is finding out that there was, you know. Okay, so let's say I totally believe this. She's a conduit for this information and for these people. Conduit. Conduit. Confident do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to me, the po- the point of it is for people to realize that these people had been probably murdered, <laughs> you know, like executed if they don't have heads. But then they dig up the bones. I know, and then they put them in a Catholic. As soon as you were like, then they put them in a Catholic cemetery. I'm like, that's even worse because it was probably Catholics that beheaded them in the begin to begin with. Oh, you my know what God. I mean? Like just thinking globally about history, it would have been Catholics in right. Spain doing that in the 13th century. Oh my God! So I'm just like, yeah, this makes sense to me that it it's probably real in some way because you found something out. You know, like. To me, paranormal activity is literally just trying to say, hey, you know, like something right. is up. Like, look at this, you know, like mm-hmm. um, it, it, of like having that we- like, ooh, this is something is chilling in here. or This is a weird space. And then you find out, oh, someone was killed in here. To me, the purpose of that chill was to give that human being and that person's existence the dignity that it deserved, which is remembering them. Right. You know? I was thinking recently, like, okay, I know that, like, common belief, um, the kind thing to do is to, like, honor somebody's grave. You don't, like, step on someone's grave or build Mm -hmm. a house on someone's grave. But I also... I don't know. I I personally feel like there's a spirit and there's a body and they're yeah. different. And to me, like my bones, like mm-hmm. I don't care. Oh yeah, I'll be under your kitchen. Me I don't too. Care. <laughs> I totally agree because a there's just too many human beings on the planet to not. <laughs> there's probably <laughs> bones not. under us right there's now. Bones everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so it's less about it's less about the like sacrilege of the body and more about the remembrance of the life. Even if you don't know their name or all those things, but just knowing, right. oh, there were people here who were beheaded, like that, uh, just like acknowledging that that happened even, to right. me, is why that would happen. To be like, oh, what was up with that? And maybe look into that as opposed to like, oh, we just need to put these in a nicer place. <laughs> to me, that's what, yeah. you know, it's like, it's not about recycling. It's about like, wait, why, why were these people missing their heads? Like, that's where I would go instead of, going towards the drawings continually. I would be sure. like, wait, this is this is the story that I'm supposed to know, probably. God, you, know? you would have been a really great reporter in 1971 <laughs> in Spain. Like, that would have been such a great yeah, story. Yeah, take me back. Um, I know a lot of press, especially in Spain, has covered this, so I'm, I, I wonder if people have gone that angle with it, but I love that. Uh, there was an investigation in that was on German TV where they sealed off the room with wax so that nobody Whoa. could get into the room, and they photographed all the faces, and then they covered the faces and uh, sealed the covering over the faces, and they had the town notary present, apparently. Wow. They're trying to do whatever they can to make sure this family's not in there. Yeah. Meanwhile, the family is, like, with their little paintbrushes, dying <laughs> to, get in there. to get in there. Yeah. And um, they came back three months later. The faces 
had now moved along the floor. Whoa. And changed their, their expressions and, and stuff. And none of the seals had been broken or anything. Apparently not. Yeah. Wild. Which See, I love it. The faces there just yeah, like. They're like, hey, okay, I'll just move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying, bitch. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> so uh, there's a lot of, some of the reasons why people think that it's a hoax is that the slabs were taken to the Institute of Ceramics and Glass. Oh, wow. And uh, they did not find that there were any paint any paint or dyes so they don't think it was that but a lot of people think that it was chemicals of some sort mm. and some studies suggest that they could even see the size of brush hairs that were mm. used to paint <laughs> with these chemicals sure that's yeah. what that's what some of the studies say um a lot of people believe that it was the woman's son who she had um in the house i believe um maybe it was him playing a a joke because that's I always say with hoaxes like it starts out fun and then the whole neighborhood starts coming yeah. and then the press starts coming and yeah. then what do you do then you have to keep it up you have to keep it up <laughs> you really have to keep it up and Hilaria then you Baldwin. find 13 <laughs> headless bodies under the thing and you're like well shit I didn't know this was one of the hoax <laughs> yeah you're like this is perfect yeah, this goes perfect. right this is exactly in line with what I was thinking or did they somehow know that the bodies were under there the yeah, whole time maybe. yeah I don't know. Um, so then the woman, uh, Maria, died in 2004. And, you know, the theory from that one guy was that maybe the faces would stop. But apparently they still appear. These faces are still going in this house? As far as I can tell, they are still I'm showing I'm telling up. you, just do the research on the bodies. Like, let's get this over with. Let's get it over with. <laughs> but I think it's really Let actually... These faces go. It's a good thing for tourism in that sure, yeah. small little area. Yeah. And... Um, I just want to see Maria showing up, like, giving the as middle an, finger. Yeah, as another one. Yeah. I want her to be on the floor being like, y'all, you all I'm thought on the floor, that. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the story of the Belmez faces. Wow. Thank you for sharing that story with me. What do you think, going back to that voice, what do you think? Yeah. Of, or the, the sounds. It sounded like people underground screaming. Yeah, it did. Yelling. I mean, it had this, the feeling, the distinct feeling of like wind, you know, and then howling. Right. Which is it, very bizarre. I don't know if that was like, I don't know where it was recorded. Yeah. It was kind of hard to, I don't speak great Spanish, so it was kind of hard to, to find. But I mean, it was definitely creepy, you know. Yeah. I'm like, how do you make that sound? I don't I don't know. It's just the sun in the other room. <laughs> but because like there's a part where wait a second. There's a part where it's at first you don't hear anything and then it's like whistling. Right there. Yeah, yeah. Can I play you um, some ghost voices? Yes. Okay. It's time for EVPs or EVPs. Perfect. EVPs, electronic voice phenomena. Mm -hmm. It's when they believe ghosts have been captured. Mm. Like what we heard, we heard two different recordings of yeah. ghosts captured allegedly. So. I go to YouTube.com. Sure. I type in Heard of it. EVPs. Same thing. Mm -hmm. same. You drive up to YouTube. Honestly, same thing I do on <laughs> Excuse eBay. Me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I just find random EVPs that people have posted that they believe they've captured of a ghost speaking. And so I'm going to play you two. Great. And I want you to tell me what you hear 
Now, hmm. I give you some options. The correct answer being what this ghost hunter believes they've captured. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're going to give me like a um, multiple choice? Sure. Kind of? Or no? Yeah, yeah. But first, let's hear <laughs> what you think this I'll is saying. You. So this first one is from Robert Kirk hyphen Hotz. And it's at the Mansfield Reformatory. Just got to say, before you get into it, so far, lots of names on all these folks. A minimum of three names for everybody. Oh, it's very everybody common goes in the paranormal. Yeah, just you have to have three names. Noticing that. Yeah. Which, you know, I recently changed my name, and I could not think of a good middle name. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, if I want to be taken seriously in the paranormal, <laughs> yeah. I might have to go through names. that process yeah. again. <laughs> um, okay, so... Robin Kurtz hyphen, Robin Kurt hyphen Hots at the Mansfield Retor- Reformatory, which is in your neck Ohio. of the woods. Yeah, I know exactly where that is. Have you ever been? I've been by it. I've never gone into it. You got to go in one of these days and yeah. start recording. That's where they shot the Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's very haunted. The paranormal TV shows love it. They love it, yeah. And so does Robin Kurt hyphen Hots. Hyphen Hots. All right, what is this ghost saying? Did you hear it? I did. Can now I there is people s- stepping or yeah. n- hammering something, but okay. Oh wow! I really heard it that time. Something like I don't want to go or something like that. Totally. Wait. <sighs> I can't. There's a step right on the last part. I know. Ah! I don't know. I don't want a something. I don't want a something. Yeah. Okay. That's all I that's all I can get. But wow. What is it? A. Ayahuasca. <laughs> B. I don't want to go. Oh. C. Final warning. <laughs> or D. Fine, I'll watch your stupid show. <laughs> I'm gonna go with B because that's what it sounded like to me. I hear fine, I'll watch your stupid show. <laughs> I literally yeah. hear that. Yes, it is B. I don't want to go. Yes. That was pretty good. Yes. You're good at this. You might have a future in this if you <laughs> if you want to, you know, do three I'm names. A good listener. Okay, we're going to figure out how to do this one. This next one. This next one is from Gerald Reynolds. Oh, just a two. Just two names. So, we'll figure out how good this EVP will be. <laughs> um it's in Rancho Camulos, which mm. is in Peru, California, mm. in Ventura County. Apparently, it's a real haunted place. Hmm. And um, what is this ghost saying? I gotta get close to it. <laughs> it's like two and a half or that, or something like that. Two and a half of it. Two and a half of that. Yeah. That sounds like a Mary Kate and Ashley movie <laughs> or something. Yeah. Two and a half of that. Two and a half of that. Um, or an episode of Sex in the City. Totally. <laughs> they did not think it was two and a half of that. Okay. Is it A, gee, what happened? Mm. B, have you seen my husband? Mm. C, take your hat off, Captain. <laughs> or D, Tickle, tickle, tickle. What was A again? Gee, what happened? I'm going to go with A, G, what happened? 
Yeah. Totally. Yeah, gee, what happened? Yeah. Oh my god, you're good at this. <laughs> yeah, they believe it was gee, what happened? I gee, mean, it what happened? Sounds like it. Yeah. Man. Man. Those recordings. It's pretty I'm creepy. Fascinated. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Would you go paranormal investigating? For one of those? Yeah. Really? Because I would want to see. I would want to be there for the recording to be because it's just like it sounds so it sounds so fake, you know. I'm not saying right. it's fake. Right. I'm saying it sounds like somebody is going, gee, what happened? I you know. You know, to get it. But I'm like, yeah, what the hell? Well, I've recorded things like this before. And the thing is, most of the time, you don't hear it in, in the person. Room. Yeah, that's what I mean. I would want to go, so I'd be like, I did not hear that. Exactly. Where did that come from? You know what I mean? To like My creepiest one that I believe is 100% real, because I was there. I was the only one there. I was in a bathroom. I've played it on this show before, but I'll just tell you. I was in the bathroom at this very haunted former hospital turned hotel. What could go wrong? Why would you do that? In the middle of nowhere in Arizona, up in the mountains. And you hear a voice say, I pooped here. (laughs) You hear it. That's my kind of a ghost, you know? Totally. (laughs) It's just, that's that's how I, when I move on to the next plane, I really want to spend a little time going, I pooped here. Totally. <laughs> or, I feel gee, like I already happened? do that. <laughs> gee, what yeah. yeah. Totally. You can take your hat off, Captain. You can um, have a lot of fun with it. And I appreciate a ghost that is having fun. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to fire off some paranormal phenomena, and I want to hear what you have to say. Great. How do you feel about... <laughs> and now I'm so... I'm now I'm noticing that I ask it that way. How do you uh-huh. feel about... Oh, sure. Demons. Can you tell me more by what you mean... What are your thoughts on demons? Um, I mean, I've definitely experienced them. I don't think they're an external power, though. Okay, so so they're within you? Yeah, my experience of demons is that it is... uh, I think that demons are a human construct to explain um, our more... Hmm. I, evil is too hard of a word, you know, because I don't mean like evil, but like you know, tendencies towards destructive things as opposed to creative things. Mm. You know, the the negative as opposed to the positive. Like right. I feel as though humans created them as metaphors oh. to explain that. Okay. You know, and I feel it's a powerful and accurate metaphor because I've had that feeling of like. I feel like I'm overwhelmed by this super negative or bad or evil or destructive power. Totally. <laughs> like I've literally had the experience of, of uh, you know, like the devil and the angel on your shoulder. Like I always thought that was just like a cartoon thing. Uh-huh. And then I had that in a moment once and I was like, oh, that's where that came from. This is like literally feeling like torn between these two choices essentially. Really? Yes. So, but not, it's not something that's attached to like, a manifestation, a physical manifestation, no. or anything like that, like exorcism or like a like a, a possession by or something like right. that. I mean, I think I think it fits in alignment with what I'm talking about. You know, is that like I think exorcisms were for people who were probably experiencing like severe Mental psychic illness. breaks, um, or you know, <laughs> women who were being treated. You know, like. Uh, being told that they were crazy or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, totally. It all, it, like, I think it's real, but not in the way it's being presented to us, if that makes sense, historically speaking. Totally. So, yes, but also not not in the way that there's like a pitchfork <laughs> or whatever, you know? Aww. It's more of a feeling. 
But those me. are cute. Like I love the look of like I a, mean, a it's little devil. Great style. Like one time I remember uh one of the only times I ever messed around with makeup, I painted my entire face with my mom's uh like lipstick samples that she got from Red. Like, oh yeah. Uh, and I was like, I am the devil. <laughs> so it's a classic style. You should you have know? showed up to Catholic school like that. <laughs> I know. With pants it on. It would have turned me right around. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. Because I, I have felt that feeling, too, of, like, my the, the demons. You know, because I'm an addict. You know, it's like, so I have... I feel that same thing. Like, mm-hmm. I feel that addiction is mm-hmm. de- demons crawling in. Mm-hmm. I think of crawling. That's literally sure, what yeah. I think of. Is creeping like they're in, creeping in. Yeah. back in. Totally. Uh, what do you think of time travel? Do you think it's mm. real? Do you think it's possible? I think it's totally possible. Well, I mean, UFOs could yeah. they be? I here's my interpretation of time travel. I feel if I feel as though I have time traveled, but not in the Marty McFly gets into a DeLorean and goes back Aww. to a certain time. I wish it was like that, you know? And I do think that that's possible, although I'm not smart enough to understand all the quantum physics of the whole thing. But I would rather, I, I feel as though I have time traveled on like an emotional level of like having an experience, like having an experience early in my life that was like, say, traumatic or negative or whatever. And then later on in my life, sort of entering into another experience that feels very similar and reminiscent of that and doing it differently feels to me like time travel because that person that experienced that is traveling with me and they're from the past and I'm from the future. And if they're traveling with me in currently in the present, then I am also experiencing that past experience at the same time on an emotional level. And so that's how I consider time travel. I also like the one time was like, making out with somebody while this music from my life before was happening at the same time and it felt like wait am i now or am i then you know it was like this very transcendent experience you know so So it's like emotional time travel oh i never think about that okay (laughs) that's the way i i experience time travel it was like second chances or opportunities to because it's not the same experience, but to me, it feels as though it is. So it's specific to me. So, A, I get to decide whether it's travel, time travel or not. <laughs> you know, like it's not up to somebody else. Huh. But, B, I'm like, if I'm recalling that experience, there's part of me that is living it again. Right. Okay. So it is traveling with me, you know. So is deja vu somewhere in this? I mean, I think so. But deja vu specifically is uh, that's about having a is that about having a dream and then something happens from the dream, or it's just like a feeling like you're in a moment and you're like, oh Yo, yeah, I feel like I've done this before. Totally, I yeah, I think so, because I have that feeling all the time. Really? Like whoa! Like very specifically, like someone saying something to me. It's not an. It's never anything like big, you know. It's always like somebody sitting over there looking over at me, having a drink of water, and then saying something, and I'm like. This has totally happened before. Yeah. Or I dreamt it, and I was told that it was going to happen for some reason, you know? And I think that reason is usually be present in your life, you know? Pay attention to the things that are happening around you. Because even something as, like, mundane as somebody saying, like, what time are you going to the show is, like, 
that person cares about you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, mm. it's like very small, but important, you know? So I started thinking a lot about deja vu a few years ago and I started to feel, this is my personal belief is like, it is kind of all mapped out. Like I, we're all going someplace uh-huh. on purpose. Yeah. And then the deja vu is like confirmation. Oh, sure. That, this that you're is on where, track. You're, yeah. That you're supposed to be there. Mm. Yeah. I, I dig I that. I don't know though. I dig that. I think that's it's similar to what I'm still, like being present is is mm-hmm. confirmation that you're exactly where you need to be. I also believe in reincarnation. So totally. I Me think too. some of that stuff cuz it's like okay, so we have science, right? And science is like matter is neither created nor destroyed. So how could we not? How could we not be, you know, reinstituted and recycled and things? Okay, so so our ghosts maybe that matter not having a place to go, or that's where it goes. Well, that's of... not matter; it's energy. Okay, you know? sure. So it's like the we only have so many like bodies, you know. But I think so, and I think sometimes the ghosts are spirits that are done, and they're just hanging out. They don't. I don't think that when our spirits are done. You know, because I do think there's a point where we have completed what we're supposed to do. Because I think that our purpose is longer than just simply the lives that we're you and I are currently living right now. I think we have yeah. a more long-term, you know, purpose that totally. takes more than one, you know, 80-year life cycle to complete. So do you have any thoughts or idea of where your spiritual being has been before (laughs) well i was told i mean i haven't gone to a psychic but i did get uh, a couple like astrological readings you know Uh based on my chart and stuff and then uh, my partner and i got one together um and i was told in the in the solo one and then in the the partner one that i'd been here multiple times and one of the previous uh Incarnations was like a monk or some sort of religious thing, which tracks okay. if I'm now a stand-up comedian, very similar purposes, you know? I mean, a lot. there's a lot of comedians <laughs> that people are like, they're a prophet. Uh-huh. They're, you yeah. Know. Or just simply, to me, for me, it's like just simply like spreading a message, taking mm-hmm. a message out to people and yeah. off- offering that, you know? It's like... I can see that. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it. I haven't done any kind of past life regression or anything yeah. but I didn't regress <laughs> but I, she right. just told told me like and that my partner and I had been together multiple times across those things which well, is cool that's what a lot of people consider. will tell you is that that you live past lives and like the characters in this mm-hmm. life are also in yeah. that life but they're also different characters right like my mom and my dad and I have all been on this thing together, but they weren't my mom and my dad the last time. You know, it's yeah. like it's kind. Of, it's cool to think about it that way. I love it. You know, because then it for me it allows for more perspective on what this is, and I can take a lot of the power out. You know, the power dynamic that is sort of imbibed in all these relationships under capitalism, specifically, on you know where we are right now. Of like, oh, the nuclear family is the only thing, and if it's not coming from there, then something's wrong with you. You know, like uh, yeah. if I just look at it is like oh we're three beings that have just sort of been hanging out with each other for millennia right and this is the this is the dynamic that we're in right now what needs to be different you know i 
and I think I just need to see them as people. Uh-huh. You know, as opposed to like if we were just people together and we owned a business or something, you know, we were yeah. like merchants together and we couldn't get along. And Moms now I'm their together. kid. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I just need to get along with them. So when you think about this, mm-hmm. does it take away your fear of dying? Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. I don't really have a fear of dying. I yeah. used to. Yeah. But I'm not I'm no longer like afraid of it. It's actually um seems cool <laughs> but that's like considering it as realizing that it's not like the end you know it's only the end of this mm. whatever this is you know and i think a lot of people consider that to be very morbid but i think it's the opposite you know where i'm just like cool i'm gonna make the best of this while i'm here you know it's also like when you're in showbiz like you get a nice gig for a minute mm-hmm. and then that ends it definitely does and then you find another one yeah yeah <laughs> definitely like has that has has that changed your perspective on dying i mean that it, kind if of you work? look at it that way if yeah. you look at like reincarn like people are reinventing their careers yeah. or they're doing different oh now i'm gonna do a podcast uh-huh. now i'm gonna be on a sitcom like whatever yeah and then that ends Yep, inevitably, because sometimes you do it with the same people. Yeah, you know, I was always a big fan of Six Feet Under and terrified of dying. But something that I've always thought about from that show is, and it's an episode title, but somebody says it: "Everything, everywhere ends." Great, inescapable. Why? Why it's like? Just the facts. Yeah, why fight that? And that applies to everything, like you're saying with jobs and stuff. And it takes a lot of the power out of the job too. You're just like, oh, this is what I'm doing right now, you know. Yeah. We're not doing right now, you know? Live in the moment. <laughs> okay, last one. Yes. Bigfoot. Do I believe in Bigfoot? I don't know. What yeah, do what are my thoughts? I mean, I think it's cool that I, I always appreciate anything that creates community. <laughs> and I think that Bigfoot is, like, a stellar example of, like, a community, you know, people looking okay. for something. Cult leader? No, because you never – not a cult leader because I think you have to be able to interface with that leader mm-hmm. you know um right. and i definitely worst cult leader honestly. the worst cult leader ever um or best for that reason because you never get to talk to them no robes no nothing no weird jewelry um i don't think that it's real i think it's a person you know dressed up okay because there's just like no other there's never been any other thing like that so to me, I'm like, it seems like some people having some fun. You know, it's so funny. On my Patreon, I've been doing every single state. I've been one at a time in our uh, our lovely country. I've mm. been going through each state and doing Ooh. paranormal, like just because yeah. I just want to like dig deeper and learn about other of things. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go to Alabama myself. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, every single state, I'm at. I just started doing this a couple weeks ago, so I'm at. Uh, Georgia, uh-huh. they all have um, Bigfoots, like their own, their own like Georgia version. specific. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, every state I've found so far has, and then you find additional things too, right? Or just do you stop at Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it fascinates me that it, is it one dude or person or whatever yeah. that's just doing the road, you yeah. know, touring around the country, or is it the concept? Uh, to me, is it the concept being released into the ether, into the experience, and then confirmation bias, seeing something and making it that Mm. Bigfoot, you know? Yeah. It's like the one video and then people are seeing, because like, 
you know, what you seek, you will find. So <laughs> True. You're gonna, if you're looking for Bigfoot, you're going to find them. Now, you there's know? a thing within the paranormal that I'm obsessed with. Uh, there's a couple of different words for it, but one of them is aggregor, which is... Basically, if enough people think something is yeah. true, they basically think it into existence. Sure, yeah. Like a lot of urban legendy type things. Uh-huh. Like the Mothman and stuff like that? Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Um, a lot of times things that don't have that typical, like, say, ghost storyline of like, wait, nobody died here, but why mm-hmm. do we all keep seeing this <laughs> yeah. This particular ghost? Mm-hmm. And there have been experiments where people write out a biography of a fake person, and mm-hmm. then they try to contact, and they keep doing it repeatedly until they start making contact uh-huh. with this, like, fake thing. <laughs> and so a lot of people think that Bigfoot is something like that. Interesting. Yeah. So then So it's not like a hu- like a animal or mammal. It's more so this being. Like and that's a, why you can't catch it. Like a specter or like a real actual being that has come into being because it has been To me it's forth. magical. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. I mean, I also this is the one thing that I've been like no, I'm not into. It. <laughs> just yeah. so, just to say. I mean, I'm also totally open to it the possibility, but it just seems it totally just seems like a person dressed up and then it just like caught fire with people. Like Loch Ness Maybe or something it like that. That way and now it's I don't know. But that concept is really interesting that mm-hmm. it then comes into being because so many people believe in it. When the secret of. came out, sure. I still use it. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I like that think things into existence. I've never I done mean, that, it with a hairy monster. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much I believe like a, a thinking a being into existence, but I definitely believe that if you're thinking towards something, it can happen. Yeah. You know? it, I've had that happen. Yeah. Very small things. Right. <laughs> Nothing like a Bigfoot or whatever. Like, literally, in October, I sent my manager an email that was like, hey, look, this is not out of desperation, but I need a job. (laughs) Like, I need a job. And then I literally got an email, like, three hours later that was like, hey, are you interested in this? And those two things, like, that email and the second email were not connected. It's not like my manager was like, oh, oh, yes, okay, I'll do it. Right. And then, like, called around. You know, it was really just like, hey, let's – I would really love to focus towards finding something, you know, uh-huh. it was like that kind of a thing. And then it came, it, it came forth. Totally. So it's, it's not like I did that, but in being willing to say what I want and what I would like to do, I think that the universe is happy to provide. Usually doesn't happen that quickly. <laughs> I, I love to look at things like that. And I'm glad that you, that to hear that you do too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, tell the world what you want and yeah. then it'll give it to you. That's right. I think sometimes it can just be within yourself, but I do think it's very powerful if you're willing to be, because to me that is like vulnerability, uh-huh. you know, being willing to say like, hey, I want this, you know, and it doesn't always work out exactly the way I want it to, but it usually works out, you know, and then my job is to not be like critical of it, yeah. <laughs> to not be like, yeah, but I'm not like that though. Yeah. It's, it's to go like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Because it's usually what not do. what you were thinking. No, it rarely is. Yeah. But then that job ended up being leading to a second part of a job that was like one of my favorite experiences. Like, I it, it's like the best job I've ever had, and I've had a lot of good jobs, you wow. know. So it was totally awesome. And I, there's there's definitely a me that would have said, "I need a job." That job came in, and I would have been like, "No thanks," 
You know, like <laughs> yeah. there's there's a me that would have done that, but like grateful to be the me that's like, sure, I'll give it a shot, see what this is. Yeah. Well, also, I think a lot of that is like intuition and just mm-hmm. being trusting your gut. Like maybe mm-hmm. that maybe I should take this. You never know what it could lead to. Yeah. I mean, I've been in a lot of situations like that where I'm like. I don't want to, but for some reason I feel like I have to do this, mm-hmm. and then I do, and then yeah. I meet someone, you, exactly. or I do, you know. That's literally what I was going to say. Because mm-hmm. it's also, for me, it's it's letting go of even the idea of what I think w- leading to something else looks like. Because mm-hmm. it used to be like, well, I don't know what other job it's going to lead to. And it's like letting go of the fact that, like, it might not be a job. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it might lead to meeting somebody that's just like, great yeah yeah <laughs> a great person to know or like having a really great conversation in a room where you feel like you showed up for that confidently and it didn't work and you're fine you know like which is all experiences that I had that I would I mean I maybe would have had otherwise but I'm grateful that I had them all collected in one place you know yeah I've had I've done so many like gigs and mm-hmm. so many things over the years and the worst one I've ever done. First of all, I got a great story out of it because it <laughs> yeah. was that bad. Yeah, but I also met such a great person mm. that is still a good friend yeah. and has been just a wonderful person to know. Mm-hmm. It, but I didn't want to do that shit. Sure, yeah, at all, and I hated it. Yeah. But it you got a out great story and a great person out of it. Yeah, which is very positive. Well, I wanted to do this today. Mm-hmm. We did it, mm-hmm. and it was great. Yeah. I've had a great time. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for having me, Ross. So let's do a podcast uh, goodbye. Yeah. Tell us where you can, <laughs> where we can find you. And oh, sure. All that stuff. Uh, mostly on the internet, you know, at Riv Butcher um, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, a lot of people are calling me Riv because of that, which I don't hate, but just want to offer that I'm only Riv Butcher because River Butcher was already taken in the Who's year River 2022. Butcher? Some rando kids on everything. Where does that... Why? I have no idea. It makes me so mad when stuff like that happens. I know. I I, I, I asked people, too. And here's, here's like, a similar story to what we were talking about before. I was going by RB for a little while before uh-huh. I was willing to take the leap of fully changing my name. And there's a guy on Instagram and Twitter who had RB Butcher as both. And so I wrote out messages to this person and asked I was like I understand that this is like a big ask so don't please don't think I just am like gonna take this thing from you but you know I would really appreciate your consideration if you'd be willing to allow me to use this you know mm-hmm. happy to you know pay you whatever and uh, didn't he didn't believe I was a real person which didn't make sense because I'm verified on both of the things he was like can you send me something from here like this email you know whatever so I did that and then he was like yeah no I don't want to do that because I'm known for the and like you know the follower counts are very different but here's what I liked about I was upset about it and then I realized oh this guy is giving me such a gift which is change your name Ah. <laughs> that was the gift was like yeah don't no like no little bits no one tiny little step like go do the whole thing you listened to that message mm-hmm. and the riff thing is like it's not perfect so great I get to just like have not exactly what I want but live my life great I have every time that I have tried to do that scenario I'm always convinced that it's someone that died mm. because I never can get in touch with them yeah. and they haven't posted in 
10 forever. years. That's the other thing, too. Like, it, all the people that I asked hadn't posted in forever. Like, had minimal posts and things. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, now here we are. So, I share that because, like, pretty much the only thing I'm doing right now is, like, local shows in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm trying to think if I do. I, I am on a kids show that's on Netflix that's coming out sometime soon. I have no idea when. Cool. <laughs> Just like one episode, but it's pretty neat. What's it called? Uh, it's called Waffles and Mochi. Cute. It's a fun episode. Um, fun to work with puppets. Puppets? Yeah, that was cool. Cool. Didn't realize it was a lifelong dream. You know, you grow up. Are I, you voicing or are no? You, I, I got to be a person with the puppets. <gasps> Cool. And the puppeteers were like, you're like a human puppet. And I was like, this is the compliment I've been waiting for my entire life. <laughs> oh, my God. A human puppet. Yeah. yeah so I is really there like mean. a dude next to you yes. going like this Multiple. or whatever? Yeah. Oh, wow. Multiple people. I, I, I get so lost in that stuff that I always am blown away when I see like a behind the what, scenes What picture. it really looks like. I know. It's so wild. And it's so it's so physical, like what they have to do. To, to oh, do yeah. that stuff, you know? And some of those, like Sesame Street, it's like three people. One's know, doing the yeah. wings and one's doing the head. And hat. they're watching the TV while they're acting with the thing. And oh, you're like, wow, God. this is a lot. Yeah. This is a lot more than I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we'll So just... that's what I got going on. Perfect. Um, oh, if you're in Los Angeles, I'm doing an hour at the Elysian on August 19th. I'm obsessed with that place. Yeah? I love it so much. It's fun. <laughs> Thank you so much to River. Please check out the video version of this episode with the link in the description of this episode. And Patreon, all that stuff is in there. And guys, you following the show? You subscribed? Could you please rate it five stars? Write a nice review or leave a ghost story there. Or send me a ghost story at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram at Roz Hernandez, TikTok and Twitter at It's Roz Hernandez. I'll be back next week. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Star Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.